Welcome to Beyond the Shadows on the Mike Ricksecker Audio Journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Shadows. I'm author and ghost story and Mike Ricksecker. With me is Shauna Wankel, our chat shenanigator from Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I think you actually kicked into some volume there for a brief second. Ooh. I did that once and got all holy hell for it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Ancient Aliens is our topic for Beyond the Shadows tonight. Hopefully this one goes fairly well live. We had some technical difficulties last time when we went live over Facebook. But this will eventually be uploaded to YouTube so you guys can catch the the spiffied up version there. So, um, yes, Andrea. Andrea is recognizing the shirt. Yes, I do know that they are going to be touring again, which is why I'm wearing their shirt. <laughs> but thank you for recognizing Molly Crew. That's right. So, but we will talk about that another time. And uh, Tim Schoen is saying, I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. So we got to do it. This episode of Beyond the Shadows is brought to you by Haunted Road Roast. It helps you hunt aliens. <laughs> It helps you hunt ghosts. That's what we usually say. (laughs) The official coffee of Hunter Road Media. So ancient aliens in Adam Tillery. Does someone say uh, Anunnaki? (laughs) So yeah, are the Anunnaki ancient aliens? So it's an interesting topic, interesting uh, idea. Um, I have been binge watching it lately, which is kind of why the the whole topic is coming up here. Sean has been, when she's, not working and has come in to she's watched some of it as well and um it's intriguing to say the least um you know they always kind of wrap up the whole thing you know you get like you know this piece of ancient history this piece of ancient history and well maybe it was extraterrestrials and it's kind of like okay i don't know but all the other stuff was really interesting (laughs) so i thought we'll take all kinds of questions and comments from the chat uh i do have some just you know, basic stuff that I'm going to throw out there. And I am going to throw out there that I'm not saying it's aliens and just leave it at that because I really don't know. You know, we weren't around back then. You know, did extraterrestrials visit our planet, you know, thousands of years ago? I mean, I think they visit our planet now. You've had experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So have I. So... Do you think it's possible that thousands of years ago they could have visited our planet? Why not? Why not? Yeah. And so if they did and our ancient ancestors saw these people there, it's kind of you know the question, how would they represent them? And you know, the theories are that they were represented by the gods in these different cultures. Um you guys, I don't know if you've heard of like a cargo cult, which are basically when uh, cargo planes hit, you know, you know, like from World War II and things like that, where they hit areas that had never seen technology before. You know, they're basically like third world countries, totally cut off from everything. And they ended up basically deifying these people and built you know, their own little plane sculptures and sculptures of, you know, the soldiers that were there for, you know, a a short period of time. And they basically turned them into gods. And we're talking only like, you know, a 50, 60 year period here. So why not over thousands and thousands of years? So that is what we're going to be getting into this evening with this topic. So um andrew helton well with records that have been lost it's estimated we are a good five to six hundreds behind where we should be as far as technology yeah yeah and um probably even more so um you know and that's and see that's a big thing for me you look at i have this is in i I threw it together real quick so um let's see what do we want to hit first we could hit the sphinx we could hit the uh pyramids at giza 
Um, I had a lot of things that I just threw in here and just didn't have time to organize because I ran out of time. So, you know, we take a look at something like the like the pyramids or, um, you know, you take a look at something like, and I didn't even have time to grab the photo, like the, the Trilithon at Baalbek, you know, these massive structures with these, you know, huge stones that are like hundreds or thousands of tons in weight. Um, you know, even some of the different Inca uh, structures which may predate the Incans um, you know how are those put together now of course some people will sit there and say well you know it was aliens and it may not have even been aliens but a technology that's been lost a time that they utilized that we no longer know or possess you know was it some people will theorize you know sound waves or something to do with magnetics that we just don't know anymore somehow some way they were able to lift these huge heavy objects that only now were we able to lift some of them you know it's it's just insane so um yeah lindsey haynes totally back then they didn't have any idea of aliens so they would think they're gods makes sense to me yeah yeah um okay interesting also from lindsey haynes totally have a wacky question probably for a bit later was db cooper an alien yeah that's a little specific or kind of like you know um high level at the moment um so we'll save that question um for later here because that is a good one um i've actually thought of including db cooper in my shadow person book as far as uh interdimensional beings because nobody knows whatever the heck happened to him so um so Robert Hanna, Curse of Oak Island, Ancient Aliens, favorite History Channel shows. Yep. Yeah, they're very, very cool. So they almost kind of play into each other. In fact, they do play into each other. <laughs> um, Marty Lagina from Oak Island was on an episode of Ancient Aliens when they were in Sardinia. So, um, which Marty's not the guy you would think that would do it. You'd think it'd be Rick. Mm -hmm. So... Because Marty's kind of the more straight and narrow, or Rick is the one that's always like, he was the one that wanted to go to Oak Island to begin with. So, um, Shauna will watch that one with me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, trying to work in some different concepts if you saw the write up so that Shauna will have, because she's always like, I'm all about the ghosts. <laughs> And so I know that coming into this episode, she was probably a little like, oh like, my God. Yeah, yeah, I might've seen this. Maybe that happened. I wasn't there. I don't know. And then that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. So, so some of the different things that we'll get into um, as we go down the road um, are like, uh, can we communicate with spirits from these civilizations from back then? Um, if we're reincarnated, beings from ancient times might we have locked memories of the visitation so things like that we'll get into and, and cover those concepts uh with shauna so um but i did want to give like an overarching uh idea here so kind of back to you know okay there's there's the pyramids and there's different um concepts that people have been discovering over time like if you uh, look at the pyramids from above and see that the way that they're put together, um, you kind of see that, you know, they're aligned with Orion. Um, you know, there's even, you know, of course, different concepts with the with the Sphinx and how old it is. You know, and none of this is actually saying aliens, which I, th I find fascinating because you always see this stuff on the Ancient Aliens episodes. And it's not even necessarily aliens. Um, with the with the Sphinx, um well, we talked about Edgar Casey a little bit on the show with uh, Brian Cano, uh, and Edgar Casey actually had uh, predicted that there would be a um, a room under the one paw of the Sphinx, and they have done some uh, some testing there where there is a void there, so there is something there. That and so Edgar Casey got that one right, but um, you know the Sphinx is actually older uh, than what people say according to you know uh robert shock a geologist because there's weather erosion here uh from a rain erosion here of course there's weather erosion um the you know more mainstream archaeologists will argue that it's a wind um i mean 
from i mean who am i i'm not even a geologist but i can see from the just the channeling that it's water i would say that there is some wind erosion on the sphinx itself so i think it's a mixture of the two and the and the two sides can stop arguing with each other this with the enclosure is clearly water and then you see some of the wind uh erosion on the sphinx itself so i think it's a bit of both um and that's what well, you can see it even a little bit more clearly there and that's just a pretty picture of the sphinx <laughs> but um you know I, I find it really interesting that you know it's um you know, a lot of people will relate this back to uh, the idea of ancients and aliens in ancient times, because how did people, given the Darwinian theory of evolution, uh, how could we as humans, if we're in this line, this this way we're supposed to have evolved, um, suddenly have this technology to be able to move these massive blocks and be able to carve these magnificent things without really having the tools to do so so the theory is of course you know that maybe aliens the gods came down and you know taught us how to do these different things <clears throat> or you know is it just that well people back then knew so you have like your your crystals Yes. that you have um, we've talked about crystals on here before having you know a, a power to them so did they perhaps have a better idea on how to use crystals and the power within to be able I don't know maybe to manipulate these things or move them they're probably a whole lot smarter than we are for sure <laughs> <laughs> Well, and but that might not even be a uh, anything to do with aliens. That just might have to be with back then those people, maybe being closer to the Earth, using the Earth more in their daily life than we do. I mean, think about when do we ever actually get out there and touch the ground? You do when it's a full moon. I do it a lot, actually. Yeah, but but what does that do for you when you're actually touching the ground? Uh, I feel a little calmer. Okay. I mean, you know, if, if, if it, especially if it's nice out, you know, if it's not this gross winter crap, um, if it's nice out um, and I go outside, you know, I, that's kind of a way to detox, really. Um, I mean, it literally feels like, I mean, not only am I touching the ground, it literally feels like grounding yourself. Like everything's a little crazy and for a minute you're just like, okay, I'm okay now. So, and yeah, you know, during a a full moon, even a new moon, you know, just um, different phases just feel feel different. You know, some people say, oh, there's, you know, really nothing to that. It's just, you know, you, well, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it's, um, you know, whether it's chemically or whether it's metaphysically, whether it's my own vibrations or whatever it is, maybe it is just me, you know, but then for someone else, it's just them, you know, it affects them, you know, different than it affects me. Everybody's different, you know, just because I enjoy full moons for the reason that I enjoy them doesn't mean that somebody else has to do it the same way. Maybe, maybe a new moon feels stronger to them so yeah i'm i'm just saying that i think that people back then were more in tune to what was going on with things like the moon the moon phase obviously i mean they built a lot of these structures to monitor that and to keep track of the moon phases or even phases of the sun so they were much more cognizant of what was going on in the world around them where you take like me i'm not always going out barefoot in the moonlight like you do Mm -hmm. i'm wearing shoes when i go outside as do most people so we've lost that connection we have this insulation now between us and the earth so we're not as in tune to it as say you know people back then that may have been barefoot maybe had like a very thin sandal or something like that Um, they were much more connected to the earth all this stuff had to come from somewhere right well yeah even if it's all bullshit you know it's with every you know piece of bullshit there is a kernel of truth in there so 
it, it all had to come from somewhere. Justin Brown down here uh, with a comment. I watched a documentary about grounding. They said the body needs the negatively charged ions from the earth to stay healthy and ward away inflammation in many bodily tissues. Maybe I go. need to spend an awful lot more time uh, barefoot. <laughs> mm-hmm. More than I am, you know, more than I already do. So, um, Lindsay Haynes Tully says, I've been to the pyramids. They knew about geometry through simple physics, but how did they align with the stars so perfectly? Um, that is an excellent question. Um, since we're talking about moons, we talk about stars. Um, yeah, I mean, how did they align so perfectly with the stars and specifically with the pyramids? How did they align so perfectly with true north? Um, you know, and also where it was constructed is essentially... It's almost like the center of the earth. There's so many different things that uh, the Great Pyramid actually aligns with. Um, and then just in the construction itself, it's, it's actually not four sides, it's actually six. And it's just so perfectly aligned um, for us these days to get it that perfectly aligned. You're talking like laser precision that you know we're only able to do like nowadays. And I forgot to turn those lights off over there. <laughs> um, so yeah it makes you wonder how they could do this on such a perfect perfect scale like that you know did they have some sort of other uh technology that became lost over time um that we're only regaining now um you know of course the question is did that come from extraterrestrials don't know um it's always possible um you know or something within that the culture that was lost um what I find uh, interesting is, actually just lost my train of thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I, mean, I guess the idea of you know the fact that you can lose something over time. Oh, I, I, here's what it was, sorry. Because um, I was thinking ahead three steps down the road. Um, I'm not saying that they had computers back then. It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, we haven't found the ancient laptop. You know, we haven't found the ancient cell phone. Um, but somehow, some way, they had that technology. Now, there are strange artifacts that they've come up, that they've discovered along the way that are just completely out of place. Um, like uh, a box of gears, you know, a, you know that dated you know, thousand years, you know, earlier than it should have been and things like that. Um, so there are out of place items that they don't really have any rhyme or reason for, but, um, you know, you look at like some of the, the old maps, you know, Antarctica, for example, we supposedly didn't discover Antarctica until the 1800s. And you look at some old maps and they actually have Antarctica back in the 1400s. So somewhere along the way, we lost the knowledge that Antarctica was there and then ended up regaining the knowledge when we rediscovered it. Um, So why not on a bigger, grander scale that we lost some knowledge of how to build like that and only now with now these machines that we've come up with are able to replicate it again. Um, you know, is it aliens? I don't know. Um, so <laughs> what are these shoes you speak of? I'm always barefoot. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Zippy Davis, uh, weren't there metals back then that were way better than it is today? Well, I mean, they have different, they had different ways of smelting back then, uh, than we do now. So, um, I wouldn't necessarily say better. I mean, you know, there's different impurities that we pull out now that they couldn't back then, but um, you had different variations of, you know, the amount of uh, different metals that were in there. Like, so, um, they didn't necessarily like have the alloys that we have today. So it was, it was different. It was different. Um, and sometimes, you know, Older things last longer. <laughs> um, so, uh, Marcellus Wilinski, I can't wait for the mothership to come. I'm ready to go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So am I. Uh, Tom McNicholas, how can aliens bring equipment to build pyramids on a spacecraft? I mean, you don't know. We don't know how the pyramids were built. <laughs> 
And, um, and I would never say that the aliens built the pyramids. Um, and I think a lot of people would say, no, the, the pyramids were human built. I think the argument is that they didn't have the technology back then in order to be able to build it. You know, the conventional things that we have found um, could not possibly have built what they built. So how did they build them? And the question becomes, if visited by some sort of extraterrestrial, did they gain the knowledge on how to build it from those extraterrestrials? Not that the extraterrestrials built them themselves. It was, it was the humans just with some knowledge that they gained. So, um, yeah, there was a question here about the Great Library. I see Betty Lange referencing again. Um, remember, the Great Library was burnt to the ground, and Lindsay Haynes Tully had a question about, do you think the Library of Alexandria had all these answers, and the fires destroyed all this ancient knowledge? Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot in the Library of Alexandria that I think we lost. Um, I, but I don't just think it's there. I, I think it was in other places too. You know, we um, we know about um, later in time, the Council of Nicaea. You know, as far as like, you, know, you can you can say, well, it was um, uh, religious texts that they uh, that they did away with. Um, but some of those texts had knowledge in there that you know, from stuff that was found is like, oh, okay, well like the book of Enoch and things like that, um, that have other narratives where you learn some other things that may have happened back then. I mean, like what were the watchers? Um, you know, and I, and if you go back through history and just the way that one culture would take over another, you know, we're taking over this land. Um, they would completely wipe out a race, completely wipe out a culture, including any, written documents you know that may have been acquired um you know even even more recently when the spanish came over here and obliterated the aztecs they obliterated their written texts we have very very few fragments left so we don't know um a lot of what happened so yeah library of alexandria is one of them but there are many others as well so um yeah, Adam Tillery, cutting of really straight edges on stones, i.e. Pumapunku, Tiwanaku, Picchu. how? That's why I'm baffled by. Well, even the ones, um, oh, uh, what is the name of it? But it's it's, it's down there in uh, in South America. The, the one where it's like all different crazy shapes. It's like they, they melted the blocks together. They're perfectly, um, perfectly put together, but they're all crazy shapes and they're huge and massive. Um, yeah, how did they do that? You know, what kind of technology? Um, so I did want to get into some things with, with you, Shauna, because I, I know that you're kind of just like standing by as we go through all this. No, it's fascinating. It's I'm listening. fascinating. You're listening. She's listening. Okay. I have to try to. She's here. I want to include her. It's fine. It's fine. It's I'm fine. watching and listening. Okay. You're shenanigating the chat? Kind of. All right. All right. Without looking down too much. Okay. Because that's bad. Lindsay Haynes Tully, if we lost all books and all computer records, how much would a disconnected society be able to gleam uh, concerning what we know? Well, I mean, yeah. So if we lost all books and all computer records, we would lose a crap ton. <laughs> because that, I mean, that's our reference material. You know, I mean, when you want to know how to learn how to do something these days, what do you do? You Google right <laughs> and if your internet is down maybe you have a book somewhere that shows you how to do it if you lose both of those you know uh, very little of our knowledge is handed down these days um you know mouth to mouth or you know you learn a, a trade a trade from somebody um you know there there are some woodworking things that i've learned from my father um but I don't, I don't know all that he does. You know, we would have to work a lot together for me to be able to pick that up. Um, if I'm doing a project here at home, we're 500 miles away. If I'm doing a project here at home, I might ask him over the phone or I'm going to hit Google. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, it's, it's a wealth of information. Um, the other thing is Graham Hancock makes a, makes a really excellent point about this, about um, society being lost. Uh, and so... You know, he he and many others have the idea that um, you know a, a comment 
um, thousands of years ago um, obliterated a lot of the society that we had back then, that we did have a a much more sophisticated uh, ancient culture that built things like these pyramids and all that. Um, And that this catastrophe um, eliminated the learned individuals that knew how to do these different things. Um, And so, you know, who would, basically if you had a global cataclysm today, okay, um, who would survive that? Because, you know, let's say you lost, you know, all power, um, water didn't work anymore, just all of our infrastructure just obliterated right now. Who would survive that? Because most everybody knows that I drive in my car and I go to the grocery store and I get food from there and I take it home and I cook it on my stove. Well, let's say you don't have your car anymore and you couldn't go to the grocery store and get food and you know you didn't have your electric range or even a gas stove right now. So what would you do for food? You know, so people would starve and, and die. Um, you know, how would you, um, you know, build new buildings? You know, it, there's only a select few that would know how to do that. The, the people that would live through that would be the people that knew how to survive in the wild, in the wilderness, but they may not have been the people that know how to build a house or a car or a computer or something like that. You know, um, the people that knew how to do those things, they don't know how to, most of them don't know how to survive out in the wild. So those would be the ones that would die off in a, in a global cataclysm. So if that's what happened back then, that's how the knowledge would have been lost, or at least one theory in any case. So. Um, scroll. Uh, the chat got really backed up, so I'm just scrolling through to see if you guys had any other questions. Um, Betty Lange, if I saw an ancient Egyptian walking down the street here, she would seem like an alien. Well, that's yeah, that that's a good point, and so that that leads to an interesting question. So, are some of the um, alien sightings that of come around or even you know shadow people or ghosts or, or something like that um you know are they time travelers from another time from the future or from the past what do you think i've never asked one <laughs> and i don't think they'd answer anyway they might not but could be could be could be um yeah i've, I've wondered since um well, I was on Tracy Lockwood's show a few years ago, telling my shadow person story of the, uh, you know, the shadow person coming up, crossing my arms across my body, and then uh, running off down the hall. And so she had suggested, well, you know, perhaps they thought I was dead, and you know, put me in a pose like with the crook and flail uh, from back in uh, ancient Egypt times. And if that was the case, then you know where, where's the context for that? So why would why would they think ancient Egypt and put me in that pose? Were they you know from were they traveling from that time from you know were they actually an ancient Egyptian time traveling? Um, or if we're gonna throw aliens into the mix did the ancient Egyptians get this idea, this concept from an alien race? And perhaps maybe it was that one of those type of aliens in my room at the time performing one of those customs, if that's what was going on. It's an idea. She's just listening over here. <laughs> I wasn't there. I know you weren't there. Yeah, I don't know. I know, I know. But... I can't say no, it wasn't either. Maybe. Yeah. So there's uh, Melanie Baggy kind of uh, piggybacking off the concept we were talking about a little while ago. Does anyone even know how to kill a chicken nowadays? I mean, chop off his head. But I mean, there are old family stories from from my side, from my uh, grandmother's side, where uh, my great-grandfather had chopped off a chicken's head in the basement because they were going to cook it for dinner and it was running around all <laughs> over the place and blood going everywhere crazy stuff yeah. but i think shauna you probably you probably know 
How to kill a chicken? Well, I've heard some squirrel stories from you. Hmm. I've never killed a chicken. You've told me before you know how to skin your own game. This yeah, is why I've kept you around in case there's, you know, some sort of uh, tragedy. Then I know Shauna can, you know, skin her own game and we're going to be okay. Yeah, I can. I can. Um, my dad made mm-hmm. sure I knew how to do all that kind of stuff. I didn't want to kill the animals, but I didn't mind cutting them open and dressing them and stuff like that. So, oh. yeah. Um, oh, geez. <laughs> Marcellus Wilinski. We have cat and dog ghosts. Why not dinosaur ghosts? Well, and why not alien ghosts, right? Yeah. You've thrown that one out there before. You know, what about alien ghosts? You know, if they came here thousands of years ago, or even hundreds of years ago, or even, you know, the the Roswell incident, because uh, supposedly those aliens didn't survive, um, or at least most of them. So, would they possibly be ghosts? Could we sit down there and do an EVP session and get an alien? I mean, they, they would they would have to do the impossible and own up to it first, and I'm sure that there's a rule for that, you know. Don't, hey, you're not supposed to say, you know, where you're from, let alone what you are, and, you know, I think I don't think we're supposed to know. We talked about that with Brian on Edge of the Rabbit Hole, was about, you know, is there that rule book? Or, you know, if, if it is an alien ghost, right? Um, and you're asking the question about where are you from? What if it actually gives you an answer, but because it's maybe from some strange name or they're speaking in an alien language, you don't quite understand what it is that's being said. And so you just pawn it off as like, okay, that was nothing. Yeah. I mean, you would at least make, um, you know, an effort to, we we had some stuff at the cafe and some oddball, you know, language that we didn't understand and had to, you know, kind of send it around, you know, to various places trying to find out if it was like some type of dead language or, you know. Um, and since we were, we assumed it was Native American in some way because of the land that we were on and then... Um, you know, if you, there are certain, you know, places, certain people that research, you know, that try to revive, you know, dead languages and can yeah. get close, you know, and, and there was one, I told you about that, that we were trying yeah. to um, get and um, were able to get close, but not quite. And um, yeah. Yeah. So you'd at least have so, to make the effort, you know, to do that, but to find out what you might be dealing with. And then if you can't get it completely translated, then does it go back further than what we have record of? What are you actually dealing with? Kathy Siliento says, one thing is for sure, the more we ponder, the more questions we have. Talk about going down a rabbit hole. Well, that's why our first show was Edge of the Rabbit Hole. That's why my bracelet says curiouser and curiouser. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because, yes, we go down that rabbit hole, and we are curious human beings. And there's a lot of different things that could be true about all of this. So they're talking about catching turkeys now. Okay. <laughs> we really went down a rabbit hole there. Um, so, Robert Hanna, do you think, uh, do you guys think extraterrestrials experimented with early humans and that's why we, why we are the way we are today, uh, like they mentioned in Ancient Aliens? I mean, it's an interesting thought um, because they have found a large variety of different types of humans. Um but not like the in-betweens. So while there's a large variety of different ones that have walked on the earth, they haven't found like the whole evolutionary process to get from one to the other. It's like, it's not even like a jump from one to the other. They're all like in different places on what they, they call the family tree. So it's like, how did that happen? To go from um, what was a homo sapien to a homo sapien sapien that we are now, um, it was like 
a jump within 50,000 years, which is, if you're talking the way evolution is supposed to happen, is actually an extremely fast uh, period of time uh, for, for that whole process to have taken place. Um, so, you know, could it have been some sort of um, alien that came down here and manipulated our genetic code to create that? Um, I mean, there is, Adam Tillery mentioned it earlier, the Anunnaki. Uh, there are a lot of ideas about the Anunnaki that they came here and they made a worker race uh, of humans from other creatures that were already on the planet. Like, you know, you take the ape or what have you. And it's like there's one uh, part of the, uh, what is it, one chromosome or one part of the DNA strand that the way it's done cannot have naturally happened. It had to have been genetically modified. Um, in, in order to create humans like that. Um, so then the question, of course, comes up, you know, who did that? Who made the genetic modification? Was it aliens? <laughs> so, because I don't think it would have been the monkeys. Yeah. So um, it, it leads to a lot of questions that we just don't have answers for right now. Um, you know, and what's difficult <clears throat> in trying to find a lot of these, you know, different questions is that over the amount of years, um, things disintegrate and they, we lose them. So, you know, like metals will rust and, and they'll be gone or, or wood will rot away. Uh, paper, of course, will disintegrate if, there, if it was done on paper. And so a lot of times we're just left with stone, you know, and, and so we're trying to make sense of stone and you can't carbon date stone it's one of the <laughs> one of the issues with it and they've even come up they've even had issues now with discovering that you know carbon dating isn't exactly reliable so they've been trying to work some corrections into carbon dating to try to fix a number of those calculations but then they come up they come across weird things like that um like that hammer that they found in sediment that's like 100,000 years old or maybe it was like 120,000 years old or whatever it was and it is um, petrifying to the point where part of it is like part of it's petrified wood now, um, which takes tens of thousands of years to happen. Um, but then there's also a part of that's turning into coal, and for that to happen, you're talking you're talking hundreds of thousands of years, you know, for something like that to happen. That's why they've dated it um, as much as they have. Is that you? you can't <laughs> you know um but it's a tool it's a hammer where the heck did that come from 140,000 years ago or whatever it was 120 140 um it's one of those objects that shouldn't exist but it's there so it makes you wonder about how you know human history really actually worked you know did did we have this constant back and forth of you know, society was growing and then we met with a cataclysm and it and it died off and then slowly grew up again and then something happened and it died off. It makes you wonder what's gonna happen to us now. You know, are we just another we're just another cycle in the matrix? Another iteration of the matrix. There'll be a Neo and then, you know, we'll get obliterated and they'll restart it all over again. Probably. <laughs> Probably. So Justin Brown, do you think it's possible that there is a secret race of beings that live below ground, forced there from an ancient apocalypse in order to survive? I ask because I've heard about aliens living underground and in the sea. UFOs have been going into and rising out of the water. What if there is much going on down below that then we know? What do you think, Shauna? I don't not, not believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, anything is possible. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, it, it is actually quite possible. I mean, I've heard reports of people seeing UFOs come up out of the water. Um, but there is, uh, there's probably enough proof out there to say that people were driven underground to live. Um, where was it? Was it Malta where they found all the crazy, you know, caves? And I mean, there's actually multiple locations um, where they have found like massive cave systems that, you know, people dug out of the ground with apparently their bare hands to, to live in for significant periods of time. So it makes you wonder what caused them to 
you know, choose that method of living um, to, to dig these caves and live underground. And if they did it, yeah, why not? Why aren't there some beings still out there? Well, there's even near here, Moberly, Missouri, there's that story. Remember? Kind of. What was it? Like a, um, it's one of those that got kind of uh, skirted under the rug, like all the giant bones that were found um, throughout the country. Like there, I mean, you can go through the old newspaper archives and find all the different reports of the giant bones, and then you know, they would suddenly disappear, or the Smithsonian would come in and they'd suddenly be gone or whatever. But there is that one report. Um, it was Moberly, Missouri. And they had found like this massive cave system underground. The guy, I, he was like digging a mine or something, whatever the heck he was doing. Um, and it was like this whole underground city abandoned that he found. But yet that kind of got skirted under the rug. And so now it's become like legend and lore. But, you know, there are those old newspaper reports that this was seriously and legitimately found. So... I don't know. So, Justin, to answer your question, maybe. <laughs> um, I'm surprised somebody hasn't asked about uh, Hollow Earth. So, uh, Lindsay Haynes Tully, uh, was it Dana Diva? Uh, she that she believes it was angels that spliced us. So, are the angels actually aliens? What do you think? Angels or aliens? Why not? <laughs> she's just gonna hold up a sign why not maybe i mean there's there's people that believe that that the alien that um angels were a type of aliens um you know or like the you know the the watchers and you know all of that stuff that they were actually uh extraterrestrials um and that we you know put these names and concepts on top of them to explain over the years so, um, in Victoria Mundane throwing out their hollow earth theory. What about the hollow earth theory? What if the info that we're missing is inside the earth with those who live there? Uh, we are the newer race living on the earth. Just a thought. Um, this will say about hollow earth. So I don't believe that there are massive gaping holes at the North and South poles that lead into like this huge, massive, you know, hollow earth um you know I, I believe it is a you know natural ball that's spinning around the uh the sun but i will say that there are there are probably massive massive caverns under the ground that exist that could people live and inhabit and things like that sure um the moon we we covered this the other day you know is is the moon a spaceship shama <laughs> <laughs> i mean i want to say maybe but i really it's not a strong maybe <laughs> i don't really think so there are people that believe the moon is a spaceship because yeah. of how perfect it is placed in orbit around the uh the planet that you look elsewhere in the solar system you don't have this how perfect it is um, I don't believe it's a spaceship, but um, when they went up to the moon, one of the tests that they were running was the resonance um, in that when they crashed things into it, it rang like a bell for like hours. It's still giving an idea that there is a hollowness to the moon. Um, and that might just be natural with the way it was formed. He may have left, you know, I don't know, like maybe an air bubble got trapped in there. I don't know. Like, you know, if if at if at some point in time this whole thing was molten, um, you know, and we've seen um, channels under the ground from molten lava that those those tunnels are there. So if we were molten at one point in time and it's you know it solidified and maybe had like those those fissures or you know like i said an air bubble or whatever heck under there there could be large um caverns and things like that underground that 
to a degree, a part of the earth would have a hollowness to it, but not like, I don't think the whole thing is hollow. But there are those um, illustrations from a, a while back, and I forgot who made them. But they actually have, you know, the, the earth. It looks like two large parentheses because they have the hole at the top and the hole at the <laughs> bottom. And then here's, you know, the land, right, and the oceans and all that. And then there was an actual, like, sun in the middle of the earth. And uh, I, don't, I don't buy that one. But, um, but could other races of beings be living underground in large caverns yeah why not why not so um while we were talking about that the chat went uh went pretty long <laughs> betty lang are we riding the back of a giant turtle well, it could be like um men in black where we're just like a marble <laughs> <laughs> the whole universe is a marble so um so let's ask this we did get into the communication with spirits uh from these civilizations and aliens we talked about you know alien ghosts and stuff like that so that was kind of the stuff that we had listed in the description but okay if we are you believe in reincarnation she's she's nodding yes for those listening to the yeah, podcast sorry i was trying to hold back <laughs> another yawn i thought another one was coming okay because this will go audio at some point mm -hmm. so for those listening to the podcast she was nodding her head yes yeah um so we are reincarnated from people from ancient times and i know that you've you have good reason to believe that um you were you know burned at the stake as a witch or drowned uh, as a witch, uh, many times, but we're going back further ancient. Um, if we are those people, would we, cause people sometimes talk about having a memory from a past life. Would we somewhere along the way have a memory of that ancient life and possibly know if we were visited or not, if that was one of our experiences in that past life. I was told that I was a perfumist in ancient Egypt for royalty once. Oh, there you go. Okay, here's some ancient, ancient past life stuff. So that was from a uh, past life regression. Mm -hmm. Okay, so ancient perfumist. Okay. Yeah, for, um, back in Egypt for royalty. Mm -hmm. maybe you know maybe i okay. was like I, I don't i don't remember that far back so I, I don't know right you know i feel like you know they're, they're like the the witch the different the various past lives you know that i believe that it makes so much sense um well it makes sense as to why you're, like, you're afraid of water and things um, like that. you yeah. know some of the, some of the dreams well that one dream that i had that was very significant um and i totally i i'm I'm never a hundred percent sure about anything, but I am ninety nine percent sure that that was a past life. I felt that one, and just how it ended, but then how it started up, you know, where I came back, you know, just um, I feel like some of the other ones, you know, that I've been told, um, they make sense. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that, that kind of makes that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that one. Um, but do I have any type of, you know, recollection of any of that? No. It makes sense, mm -hmm. but no, I don't remember. And maybe okay. I would if, you know, I don't know. I'm pretty open, you know. I want to know stuff like that. I want to know that it exists, and I want to be able to, you know, know, experience things. So am I subconsciously shutting down that part because secretly I'm afraid to know because I'm afraid that if I find out this one thing that it's going to unlock all this other stuff that I don't want to experience, <laughs> you know, can you have one without having all the rest of it, you know, so maybe subconsciously my mic, my mind is just shut down so that I don't find out. I don't know how that works. Well, I think our mind a lot of, for the most part is repressed from those past lives. We very rarely remember something from, sometimes it comes up in a dream, 
Um, you know, sometimes it's like with you with the water, you know, it, it comes up as a trait that you have now. Um, but some people are able to go into a meditative state and access what they call the Akashic Record. And we're supposed to be a record of all things for all time. So if we're able to, like if you were able to access that, you know, go into a med meditative state and access this perfumist that you were to have been. I wonder, would you be able to see all the memories from that particular life? And if there was an interaction like that, or even if like you witnessed the pyramids being built, that you would be able to have that piece of information and say, this is what happened. They would probably send out an alert, a beacon, and be like, oh, no, 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 no. She can't remember that. We can't do that. <laughs> She's not allowed. And then um, the powers that be that reside over that type of, you know, um, over that type of stuff would, would probably just flick a switch and then I'd ding, you know, it'd be ding. gone. So yep. the Akashic Rescue Gestapo comes down and says, no, you're not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or Betty Lange says, or a nightmare. Yeah, it, it comes out in some interesting ways for sure. So it just, yeah. Um, it does make you wonder, though. There was that guy, um, somebody down in the chat remembers his name, I'm sure. Uh, the guy that made the Coral Castle. You know, and this was just over the last hundred years um, that he built that. And he utilized some people there were, there were like kids that walked by and said he's using these snow cone type items and we don't know what they were whether there's some sort of you know rock or crystal or whatever and then you look at his um pulley system that he had put together and there was no way that these you know three sticks in the in this you know the chain that he had there was going to pull these you know tons and tons of stones but there's this little black box thing that was up there and so it makes you wonder what may have been up in that black box to aid him through this. And he, he claimed that he had discovered the secret of the ancients to be able to build this thing, you know, mold these blocks and put them all together. Um, and nobody can really find the answer to that in some of the papers that he left. But somehow he was able to do it. Somehow, whether he accessed that piece of information that he wasn't supposed to get or whatever, it happened. So it is possible. Somehow, some way. Hmm. So. Um, Genevieve Rogue is saying, hi, check out the Hutchison Effect anti-gravity. Um, yeah, I mean, they're doing a lot of different experimentation right now with anti-gravity concepts, which is, you know, kind of the direction that they need to go. The, uh, our standard Newtonian physics right now only gets us so far. I mean, basically, you know, we're, we're, you know, strapping an explosive to our back to get ourselves out of the earth's atmosphere, um, which is not very safe. Um, it's the most dangerous way to travel, by the way, airplanes are the safest. <laughs> they are uh, although everybody's scared of of uh airplanes because of um what happens when one crashes it's very violent um cars are the are the least safest no i no wait a second i have to take that back space travel is the least safest <laughs> <laughs> which is what i said to begin with in any case i think we're getting tired is the deal <laughs> We do run this show pretty late. Um, so Victoria Mundane says, yes, you can remember I have done a regression and brought back memories of the end of my lives. One life I was hit in the back with a ceiling timber then collapsed during a fire. That was apparently the end of that life. Um, and let's see, I have to, have to see more. Okay, and then she has some other stuff here. So, and that's why she has back pain. Okay. Um, yeah, and um, you know, that's that's supposed to be one of those things about the past lives where there's aspects of it that stick with you from life to life to life. Um, so, all right, let's go ahead and see. Do we have any last questions here to take? Because we are getting to our hour mark here. 
Um, really appreciate you guys hanging in with us. I know the show goes late and some people have to bail out after a little while. Um, but I guess to kind of wrap it up here, um, my belief in the matter is that ancient aliens, did they exist? Did aliens come and visit our planet thousands of years ago and impart information to our ancient ancestors? Yeah. Kind of like what Shauna's been saying all, all night. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I mean, you got to think about think about this, okay? Um, our universe is what fourteen and a half billion years old, right? Um, and we we've been around for four and a half of that. So the planet Earth has been around for about four and a half billion years so that means the rest of the universe has a nine billion year head start on us uh, that's that's a lot of time to get all that technology developed and start traveling the universe so during that time could a uh, alien race have figured out space travel and come to our planet discovered it and checked it out and you know found um, you know, creatures and people inhabiting it. Yep. Absolutely could have happened. Um, the problem is finding that definitive proof because things deteriorate over time and we don't quite understand what our ancient ancestors were trying to communicate. Um, you know, we have a decent idea about, you know, hieroglyphs and of some cultures, others, we still have these undecipherable texts. So many things have been lost to time. We have like this little bit of an inkling of what the hell happened back then. We know they lived. They know somehow they built these structures. We don't know how they built these structures. And we don't know in a lot of cases why they were abandoned, um, you know, and what the function of many of these things were. You know, you, you look at something like Tiwanaku and, you know, there's this, um, you know, uh, one pyramid there that has all this mica uh, lining the walls inside of it and these channels for, you know, maybe you know, like water and stuff. And they've found some different elements in there. And there's like, OK, were well, they making like a huge you know, a lot of times they think that these things might have been power plants. So they were trying to generate power. And there's evidence of a fire there. So they blew something up. Um, and there was mercury in there, you know, liquid mercury, which is very hard to come by naturally. So what the hell were they doing? <laughs> we don't know. And where did they get some of these ideas from? Um, you know, you talk about the gods. And yeah, the question is, you know, were some of these gods actually extraterrestrials? We don't know. I'm not saying it's aliens. But maybe. <laughs> but maybe. So... All right, everybody. Um, what, what are we congratulating? Oh, the uh, um, they're congratulating me on the Vegas Award. So that was a nomination. I don't know if we've won that award yet, but that was a nomination. We will. We shall see um, when we go there. But yeah, we were nominated for um, paranormal media um, excellence in paranormal, whatever the heck it was called. So. I hope some of you are able to make it out to that um, in, in Vegas this weekend. Um, so that is the Shockfest Film Festival in Paracolticon. They're doing a thing called Hotel Paranormal, which is pretty cool because it's like a murder mystery thing. And the, the, it's very horror themed because it's a horror film festival. So, you know, it's, it's creepy. <laughs> but creepy cool. So I hope you guys can make it out to that. Um, in any case, yeah. Um, Keep the questions coming over the uh, over the weeks, and, um, and this is a topic that we we will revisit from time to time. We'll go ghosts or something next time. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no show next week. Keep that in mind. No show next week uh, because of the travel. So, uh, but we'll be back December third. We'll see all of you then. Now I think it's time to get some ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's down for that. Mm -hmm. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Till next time.